0: Hello and welcome, maybe welcome back to the Weight Loss Podcast. Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast Season 4, colon random shit and two dickheads yelling. That giggle you hear in the background is Courtney, the face that runs the place, uh, the host. I'm just just here cleaning up, making sure nothing catches on fire. So my name is Matt and as I've introduced, there's Courtney. Hello. Hey, love. Hello. How are we? Excellent. We excited? Very. We've got a topic here that shamefully has taken us three and a half years to cover. even I though I
1: can't believe we haven't done a po- an episode on this.
0: We definitely haven't because we wouldn't be doing another one uh, unless there was a real call for it. We've we've spoken about this. We've, we've gone past it a lot. We've never actually done a deep dive. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes, really. Which is why we're doing it now because it's like, hang on, this should have been one of our first five to ten episodes. And it's now like episode, what, 150-something. So uh, good on us. But anyway, better late than never. So hello. Hello. I'm just saying hello <laughs> to you. I'm saying hello to you.
1: <laughs> That's creepy. We're here, to,
0: we're here to talk about the rule of proximity, something that we talk about a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now it's time for a deep dive. Yes. So let's start by sort of painting the picture. What in the hell is the rule of proximity? Mm. Would you like to give us the definition here, Courtney, or shall I?
1: Well, I'll give the basic definition and then you can expand. So the basic definition of the rule of proximity is if it is nearby, you will eat it.
0: Do you believe it's as simple as that?
1: It is literally as simple as that?
0: Yes, it is as simple as that.
1: (laughs) It is literally as simple as if it is in the house, if it is in the workplace, if it is anywhere nearby you, willpower doesn't mean shit you will eventually eat it.
0: Now, hang on. Does that count for people that are advanced yes. or have done this for a long time? Don't you? Can you get to the stage where the rule of proximity doesn't count for you?
1: No. Correct. No. You can go <laughs> through periods of time where, yeah, there, yeah if there'll be ice cream in the freezer, and I won't eat it. I'll eventually eat it.
0: Oh, if it's there. It's going.
1: Uh, so it's it's you can you can play that game with yourself.
0: You but lose. eventually
1: you'll lose yeah. because there'll be something that triggers it. Yeah. So there'll be boredom. There'll be stress. Stress.
0: Emotional, like a bad day at work.
1: There might be a celebration and yeah. some yeah. sort of upside mm-hmm. to life that you that you reach for um, comfort
0: food. Celebration eating, yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: Bo- yeah. I said boredom. There'll also be um, a poor time management. Ooh. Um, that can lead to the rule of proximity becoming more time
0: management slash planning. Yes. Yes. So
1: these are all things that you can't outrun. One of them is going to catch you
0: eventually. It's inevitably. Yes. Really, isn't it? So yeah. it is the definition is if it is nearby, you'll eat it. It is an undeniable, undisputed fact about food. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is really crystal clear. So the rule of proximity revolves around. In terms of making it work for you, because before I get into this, I should say, when it comes to the rule of proximity, it's either going to be your friend or your foe. Mm. There's no in-between on this one. It's either working for you or it's working against you. Yeah. And we can speak to this from personal experience because like, you know, Courtney, yourself, Mm. you go back to when you were younger, what were you eating? What was nearby? Yeah. Same with me. Um, So it revolves around creating what we call an environment for success.
1: And in saying that, then you're right. It is for good or for bad. So the rule of proximity is going to work for you or against you, like you say, based on the choices that are in your house or your workplace or whatever. So we're still going to have the rule of proximity there, but we're trying to then help ourselves out by ensuring that the choices that are there that we're going to eat are going to work for us.
0: Well, like I said, it's either, it's either your friend or it's your foe. Yeah. So I said before it revolves around creating what we call an environment for success. And you're probably sitting there or standing or walking or who knows whatever you're doing <laughs> thinking, what in the fuck does that mean, environment for success? To me, the environment for success is about creating an environment where better choices are more consistently available. Mm. where's the best place to start with this environment? Home. Always in home because guess what? You are largely in charge. Not always, but largely you are in charge. Yes. So
1: you have options. So you definitely have more options at home to make sure that the environment is going to be working for you. I think that for me, I'll give a personal example back when I first started really focusing on my health goals, I lived at home with my family. Yeah. So is that sort of what you're talking about well, in terms of like you're largely in charge? Because well, well, he's,
0: well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up and we'll get into this now actually because I don't want you to be listening to us thinking, oh, well, okay, they're talking about if you live by yourself yeah. or if you live with someone else who's on the exact same page as you. That's not always the case. In fact, usually that is not the case. Mm. So – um, the rule of proximity is still going to apply, but there's ways, there's as we're going to get into this, with, with this episode, there's ways to approach it, like I said, to make it your friend. Yes. So, Courtney, can you continue, give the example of when, well, this is when you and I first met, Yeah. you were living at home.
1: Yes, yeah, so I was still living at home, and I was in my early 20s, so I was working, I had my own transportation, I could buy my own food, um, but I just wasn't, and I was just going with whatever...
0: What's in the fridge? What's My in the family pantry? were
1: eating, yeah, yeah, whatever was there. So I had younger siblings that were still at, at high school, mm. um, very active in sport, so they yeah. would pretty much eat whatever and their body shape would never change. Um, yeah, so I, was, I just fell into that. I fell into a lot of processed foods, um, a lot of takeaway. I had a job that took me out on the road a lot, so I would just pick up takeaway a lot of the time. Um, and it was something that I had to learn because I was working, as you say, I was, I was, sorry, I was living at home with other people. So I had to learn to start planning for myself. Yep. I had to learn to start preparing my own food. I had to learn to start, um, and, and all that was fine. I explained it to my parents, what I was doing. My family knew what I was doing. They cleared a shelf for me and they uh, in the pantry, cleared a shelf in the fridge, and that was where I put my food.
0: But, but, did they change the way they were eating? No. Okay. How did you get around that? Because the thing is, well, here's the first question. The food you're eating before you decided to, to you know, work on yourself, did you like that food? Yes. Okay. And this is where this gets hard in terms of, well, um, I I enjoy this shit. I may not enjoy the result, mm. but it's, it's what is, it's for you, is what was normal. Yes. How did you get past that? Because the thing is, it's still going to be there. Correct. What did so, you
1: do? Um, I had willpower. Jokes. <laughs>
0: I didn't. Buy, I didn't buy it for a second. Didn't, I just completely blanked that. Didn't you see the look on my face?
1: <laughs> Jokes. Um, no. I, it was. It was really hard, and it was really hard, and I, I was no, by no means perfect. Um,
0: a- hang on. <laughs> Are you suggesting you don't have to be perfect? to have some form of success with this?
1: Yes, I definitely got it wrong a lot and I definitely um, found myself falling into some old habits uh, or just seeing what they were eating and just deciding I wanted it more. Um, So I definitely had some some ups and downs with it but I think the main thing that helped me was A, speaking to my family and telling them what I was doing Mm -hmm. so they understood what I was doing and they were expecting me to have other food and... Therefore, they weren't – like my mum wasn't preparing me a plate. She knew that I was going to have my own food. Mm-hmm. So it, it took away that uh, that certain – I don't know what the – I can't think of the word. But it took away the desire to sort of sit down with them and eat what they were eating because they wouldn't even have a plate for me. Like it wasn't even thought of that I would be eating what they were eating. Mm-hmm. They, my mum would g- generally not even buy enough for – for me to have it as well um the other thing that really helped me was making sure that i had pre-prepared food that i loved so i went through recipes and i found things that weren't too far away from what i was eating so i know back when i first started like um, a go-to um beef stir fry was really big on my list Mm. loved that um, there was like a chicken curry, um, with vegetables that I would make all the time.
0: You also got into the tuna cakes,
1: tuna cakes, with salad too. that yeah. was big for me. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of, I would, I'd try to pick really, um, of like really rich tasting food, if that makes sense.
0: Appealing food.
1: Like, yeah, like a lot mm. of flavor to it. Um, That I loved. So that was another big way that I was able to sort of come home and I wasn't, I knew that there was something that I still loved to eat sitting in the fridge waiting for me.
0: That there is a tremendous point. We'll get deeper into it in the tips, but that helped you. That's a big thing there in terms of, okay, I like this junk food that's available, Mm. living with other people, um, but I've got these other delicious options over here that are more in line with my goals so we'll, we'll get more into that as we go through the show here but we we do the whole point here is to illustrate you know what it isn't just as simple as oh you've got to live by yourself or you've got to live in a cave well, that's just not how it works in life you know we're going to live with other people but still the rule of proximity is still going to play a role as we said it's an undeniable fact about food what's also undeniable about this is that no matter how good you think you are no matter how much willpower you think you have you will not win no no we, we won't win. No. Like, you look, at, you look at Courtney and I, we've been doing this for a long time. We've been doing this consistently for a long time. And if we still tried to play this game, even now, we would lose, wouldn't we? Mm. Right?
1: Yep. I mean, there's always going to be certain things that you're going to be able to... Sorry. Um, keep in your house, I think, that make no difference to you whatsoever. And... Doesn't even enter your mind, mm. but for the for the most part, there's always trigger foods that are going to get you.
0: Oh, we've all, we've all got we've all got our our, our weaknesses mm. when it comes to it. Let's let's look here at um telltale signs that someone is falling victim to the rule of proximity. Yeah, cool. The first one that I always see is when someone may tell you about themselves and it'll be a line along the lines of i oh, i just can't stop eating all this junk food in my house it's like bang okay you're you're playing the game here and you? you're not going to win mm. why is it there that is exactly it yeah it's of course you can't stop eating it it's fucking there yeah you know the only way you're not going to eat any sort of junk food in your house is if the junk food that's there you don't like it mm. Most people don't buy junk food they don't like. No. We call that a waste of money.
1: And I think that it's really it's really important to know that it doesn't mean that you can't have anything in your house.
0: We've just got to understand how it works. Yeah. So if you take, let's, let's paint a picture here. Let's say you've got a pantry or a fridge or both full of sweets and junk that you like having but you know is not helping you because you're unhappy with how you look, function and feel. And you come home and you've told yourself all through the day, no, tonight I'm having a healthy dinner, I'm going to get home and make steak and veg or whatever, except you've had a shit day at work. Mm-hmm. And you come home and you're tired and you're stressed and you're hungry and you open the fridge and what do you see?
1: Pizza, left over from last night.
0: Goodbye pizza. It's gone. It's gone. So no matter how how good you think you are or how much motivation you think or willpower you think you have, you, you're you simply not going to win. The issue here with people like this in these scenarios, it's not the issue isn't so much that you've eaten it. The issue is that you've bought it. Yes. Isn't it?
1: Yeah. And, it, and, and it, it's why there has to be more thought put in to what you're buying and this is really what it comes down to. The question is why are you buying it? Is there a reason to buy it?
0: Well, let's go even deeper into this in terms of Another telltale sign of someone that's a victim of this of this rule, or they're about to be a victim, is they don't plan. No. And they wing it. Now yeah. some now some people think they're the exception. Oh, I can wing it and get away with it. Like you are playing a dangerous game. Mm. The sooner or later will bite you on the bum. So if someone says, "Oh no, I don't plan my meals. I cook them as I go along," like Courtney and I now, we know how that's going to end. Mm. Probably in tears. When you come to us saying I hate what I look like,
1: well, it just becomes a roller coaster because you can only yeah. hold that up for so long, yep. and then it'll backfire, and then you'll in, then you'll do that stop start game.
0: Do you know? Have you noticed any other sort of um, signs that someone might be a victim of this rule from your experience?
1: Mostly just the the unconscious shopper. So that comes Ooh. down to planning your shopping.
0: What what do you what is an unconscious shopper?
1: So that's somebody who will go to the shops without necessarily a plan of exactly what they're going to cook for. It doesn't have to be for the week. You know, it might just be for the next couple of days. Mm. Um, but without a plan of what meals you're going to be cooking or how many meals you need, you tend to just grab.
0: So they decide what to get when they're there,
1: and then you're more yeah, okay. influenced by what's on the shelves by the pretty packaging. By what's on special.
0: Well, generally is also with this what tends to happen is if you go to the supermarket without this sort of plan, like being an unconscious shopper, as you say, you tend to go down every single aisle.
1: Correct. Don't you? And so then you're going down aisles that you know you don't need. You don't need to go down the lolly aisle. The lolly and the chocolate aisle has nothing in there that you need unless you need those things. Mm. So don't go down there. but We do because we're unconsciously, we don't know exactly what we want, so we have to go down every aisle because we're thinking we'll just get some inspiration when we get there.
0: Yeah, it's easy to be led astray when there's no plan in advance.
1: And then also then we are more likely to be um, to be sort of well, – the, the the supermarkets, they, they lay out the, the the shelves on purpose in a certain way. Oh,
0: it's strategic, yes. So
1: we're then more – in Going to be influenced, influenced,
0: easy for you to say,
1: influenced by the the layout that they have, mm. by the sales that they have. Mm. And we're buying then things because, oh, I bought this because it was on sale. Who cares? Who cares if it was on sale? Are you, do you want to eat that?
0: There's always something on sale, isn't There's there? There's
1: always going to be stuff on sale. So yeah. the unconscious shopper is a big problem was because that, then that, you become an unconscious eater.
0: Have you ever been?
1: One? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, when you, I was would younger. Would you say? Oh, 100%, I would say. Because I think unconscious shopping is also an unconscious eater, and I was an unconscious eater. Yeah. So I would unconsciously shop and no plan, and I would see something and I would want it, and I would just buy it.
0: Generally, because um, I was the same. Generally, in those situations, you are so well and easily influenced by anything tempting on the end caps yes. that are on special. Like, hey, lint chocolate is 50% off. Great.
1: Oh, it's only $2. I'm going to
0: buy the whole end cap.
1: It's a bargain. Mm-hmm. I've got to, you know, you can't leave it there for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Or, or some, some bucket of ice cream. Yeah. You know, um, like, let's say, Courtney's favourite flavour, anything peanut butter based. Yes is, uh, is on, 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 a, on a pretty hard special, like, oh, load up, buddy, load up.
1: It's a bargain. It'd be a crime to leave it there for that. Mm-hmm. You know, you say these things to yourself.
0: You, yeah, you also will find this, I think, uh these sort of unconscious shoppers almost become semi-conscious in that they know what they're buying. Oh, oh the chocolate's on special. I'm going to buy a whole lot. I want... I, I won't eat it all at once. I'll hide it away. Yeah, they, they bargain with themselves. You're right. And you, and you, you tell it's yourself, oh, I, won't, I won't eat it all this weekend, and then come Sunday night, like that shit's fucking gone.
1: Well, it's also the, the trade-off eater then, isn't it, as well? Because you say, well, I've done so well this week.
0: Well, yeah. So the shopping,
1: a, the shopping can be really dangerous without planning and preparation. Going shopping... Is, is usually the start of the danger. But I just want to put this to you, Matt. We've spoken a lot about at home, and obviously this this goes down. We've spoken about if you don't live by yourself, maybe you're a parent of children, mm. and, you know, we see a lot of clients that are parents, and they say, oh, yeah, but I need to buy this snack food for my kids. Yep. So what do you say to them?
0: Well, it's the same thing um, that you were touching on before. It's like, that. that's fine. What better options do you have available for yourself? Mm. And that's where, like, you, you, we said this till we go blue on the face, like planning and preparation is so paramount. And it is probably more, even more important at home in the kitchen than it is in the gym. Mm. Like, yes, we need a plan. We do our exercise, but we, we really need a, a planned, a structured approach when we're not at the gym because that's going to dictate what happens. Now, whether we're, you know, this environment extends past home, mm. so home can be you know, whether we're by ourselves, with our partner, with family, roommates, whatever. It's the same thing, with work. Mm. I am just knocking stuff. Gosh, over here. Look at you don't, go. Don't mind me.
1: I think the other one is work. You just mentioned work. Yeah,
0: yeah, work's a big one, and I I can talk about that a lot because mm. uh, prior to doing what we do now for a living, I worked in an office for a number of years and during all that time I was like I was well on my way with myself now an office isn't even or a workplace is an even harder environment to influence because you are outnumbered yes you are very much outnumbered So,
1: especially if you have you know you share a break room so you're sharing a fridge which
0: by the way like nine times out of ten in a workplace that's exactly what's going to be happening
1: sometimes there's uh, complimentary food available. So there might be biscuits with the tea and coffee station or there might be some a, ch- a chocolate bar and you can help yourself to Sometimes
0: that. it feels like there's always complimentary foods available.
1: Biscuits and lollies. There might be a big lolly jar, a big yeah. workplace now, office lolly jar. It is,
0: it is indeed uh, unreasonable to expect all those around you to fall in line with what you're doing. Yes. This means you've got to take it upon yourself to fall in line yourself with what you're doing and I'm going to step on a bit of the tips here but like Courtney said before this comes down to well, what better options do you have available that are more appealing to you
1: mm. yes
0: and that's going to be like you can probably figure out what's happening here that's going to be one of the biggest tips we get into when we get into that which I think is probably now the time
1: oh yeah let's start getting into some tips you, I like think it. I
0: think we've do you think we've we've gone deep enough on illustrating this, the scenarios that this thing can can come up in?
1: Well, I hope so, and I'm sure we'll hear Matt if we haven't.
0: Well, let's think about this. You've got home, work. Yes, I got nothing. I well, work. they're
1: pretty much the two areas, yeah. the two biggest areas, unless you have. You know, you might split your time between two different homes, something like that, but they're pretty much the two different areas. Well, you know what though? Home and workplace. Regardless
0: of where you are, the rule follows you where you go. And the actual approach to the rule is kind of universal, whether you're alone or with others, regardless of being home, work, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think definitely now that we've actually just circled back on that, yes, we've touched on everything there. The first tip I want to give with the rule of proximity is um, you're not going to beat it. Mm. Simple as that. Like, I don't care how good you think you are. It's just not going to happen. You've you've got to be prepared to make it work for you.
1: Mm.
0: Now, you've got to understand that you may be thinking right now, oh, these two are full of shit. I can get past this. Like, trust me, you're not that special. No. Because we're not. You won't meet you won't win at this no matter how strong or how much willpower you think you've got.
1: Mm.
0: Can we start with that? Absolutely. The next tip here is to understand that the wins with this, with this rule, come through planning, preparing, and replacing.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest the biggest key there is the replacing. Because yes, we've spoken a lot about planning. We've we've spoken a lot about preparing. So we're planning when we're going to do our grocery shopping.
0: Well that's I'm glad you said that actually, Courtney. Let's let's dig into this. What do we mean exactly by planning?
1: Yeah. So we're planning what we're gonna be eating. Now, you don't need to plan your entire week if that's too much for you. You might plan a cup a few days at a time.
0: You know what? Going even even deeper on that, you don't need to plan exactly what you're gonna have and when. It's about knowing what options you wanna have available for yourself. Correct. So this let, Example here, this week I'm going to make up these five or six different meals and I'm going to choose from them. Mm. Great. Well done.
1: Yeah, exactly. So some people love the idea of planning down to the point where they know exactly what they're having for breakfast, exactly what they're going to be having for lunch. Other people, as you say, they don't like that sort of planning style. Is is
0: there a right or wrong there? No.
1: There isn't so. So some people... Some people and there's no right or wrong food prep either. Mm. In terms of making sure as long as you've got good choices, there's no right or wrong method in terms of am I food prepping for 2 days, am I food prepping for a week, am I food prepping for 2 weeks and freezing my meals. There is no right or wrong there.
0: I say I think there is, but it's actually half of the question am I food prepping? Yes. If the answer is no,
1: that's to a problem. That,
0: you're you're in deep yes. shit. How how you do it yeah. Isn't really gonna matter if, if you can sustain it. Correct. So I know, like Courtney and I, we'll prepare like you know two times a week.
1: Mm.
0: We've got clients that will do it once a week and do massive batches. Who's in the right, who's in the wrong? Neither. No
1: one. The planning the 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 key is that you are preparing. Mm-hmm. So when you're coming home from the shops, you can have the best planning in the world. You come home from the shops and you don't start preparing some food, then the, the chain's broken. Oh, there has to be follow through. So there Absolutely. needs to be yeah. each step needs to be followed through in terms of getting yourself um really together when it comes to food. So planning, then you're you're doing your shopping, you're coming home and you don't need to prepare everything, but make sure you've got something there to eat. So a lot of people will wash and cut up their vegetables. Mm. And they may not cook them straight away, but they've washed them, they've cut them up, and they're sitting there in containers ready to go.
0: Yep.
1: Some people might come home and get a slow cooker on straight away because they know it's going to take six hours. Mm. And the mm. rest of it's fine, I'll do it later. But you need to start something. It's yeah. not good enough just to buy the food, chuck it in the fridge, walk away. You well, need to have something there. Otherwise, again, the chain's broken because you're going to come home and you've got all of this food sitting in the fridge, but it's all raw, well, like raw there, meat. You've got uh, vegetables that haven't been washed or chopped yet. You've got nothing that you can just quickly put together.
0: Or nothing you can just pull out yeah. and, and consume. And it's a very, very good feeling when you come home from a big day and you're really tired and you've had enough and you can go pull something out of the fridge and you know either have it hot, have it cold, whatever, that you know is delicious and it's going to take you like all of two minutes to get ready. It's a fantastic feeling because there's no work involved. No. One of the hardest things is to come home and you're unprepared and there's nothing there to have and you don't feel very good. You feel tired or, or stressed or whatever. You feel like shit and it doesn't take much to go, well, well, what else can I have?
1: And then I think the final link in the chain there is replacing.
0: That's a key word uh, because so many people look at cutting Yes. What's the dif- difference between cutting and replacing?
1: So cutting you're obviously cutting the shit food or the food that's working against you out, which is great, but, but it's going to mean nothing if you don't like what you're eating. So you need to replace the food with other things that you like to eat. So this is this is essential part of it because all you're going to do by cutting 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 is you're just increasing the cravings that you have for the food you used
0: to eat. We can also it's also then you feeling of deprivation. Yeah. And that's, that's always a sign to me if someone says, oh, I feel like I'm deprived. It's not so much that you're actually depriving yourself of the junk that you find tasty, it's that you're not putting in enough effort to replace it with something more appealing. Mm. And this is actually the key, regardless of whether you are at home by yourself or at home with you know, significant others, family or at work. Mm. This is the key tip here. You've got to put in the work, to replace what you are removing with better choices that you are more, you find more appealing. Yes. So someone might say, oh, well, I, I have an addiction to chocolate, which by the way, I understand that. Join the club. <laughs> yeah, we're there with you. <laughs> I have an addiction to chocolate and I love the sweetness and I love having that, that sweet hit at night after a big day at work and now I've cut the chocolate out And I feel like I'm depriving myself. You can see where the gap here is there. The gap is you haven't replaced it with something that's a lot more healthy that still hits the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And there's like how many, like you look at the recipes that we give our clients, Courtney, there are so many really tasty, healthy, sweet dessert options. The issue here isn't that you've cut the chocolate, is that nothing's come to fill the gap. Yes. Now this applies, like I said, this can be the same thing at work. Mm. So the question is, oh, well, you know, how do I avoid the temptations at work? Take something better to work. Yeah. That you actually are anticipating more. And this is a key thing that, that helped me a lot when I was working in the office because like no matter how much success I have or have had, I still love the chocolate, still love the the sweets, the ice cream. I still love all that junk. I just now know the foods that I can make to have available for myself that I prefer to have mm. in like as a replacement for that, yeah? Mm -hmm. Would you say you've gone through something similar yourself?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, every step of the way. So back from living at home and having to replace the meals that I was used to having, that my family were still having, with something that I knew that I was going to like just as much.
0: Was it the same with your workplace? At the time you were working in hospitality and that kitchen there, they whipped yeah. up some pretty good things.
1: Yeah. So twofold. So when I very, very first started, I was working, um, yes, in hospitality. That's right. And we would get dinner or lunch, depending what shift that mm-hmm. you were working. Yeah. Provided, generally, it was what was on the menu for that particular day. Yeah. So you could, the, you know, the chefs would just put it out sort of like a buffet style and you would just go into the kitchen and Miss you would Grace. just grab what you wanted. Yeah, okay. Um, so ensuring that I was planned and prepared enough that I took my own food mm. and also ensuring that that food was going to be something I was looking forward to because if I was dreading eating that, I would just would have eaten what everyone else ate.
0: Yep, There is there is. with this, you've got to be prepared to take a level of responsibility. Mm. To go, you know what? I'm in charge here. I'm in control here, and I'm prepared to put in the effort. Yeah. To get good at this, because I I find this is really this whole rule of proximity, honestly, is make or break when it comes to someone's success with weight loss. Mm-hmm. If they try and and play the game against this, that any success they have will be short lived. Yes. If they have success at all. Yes. Where it, it, is, it really is as simple as I'm making it sound. If you go the other way and make it your friend, like your success is honestly guaranteed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah? Yes. So having delicious options available that are more appealing to you than the junk you've been replacing or what's what else is on hand is paramount. Yes. There has to be work put into that. Now, in line with that, The actual wins will come at the supermarket and what goes into your trolley, as we illustrated before. Because if it comes home with you, it's going to be eaten. You have to understand that.
1: Yeah. You don't buy things for them to sit there and go off. (laughs) No. So you're right. Everything you bring into the house is going to be eaten by someone. Mm -hmm. So that's where conscious shopping comes in. You need to be conscious. And planned. Of what
0: you're buying. Yep. Yep, and planned in an advance. And really, if you're at home, and this is something that Courtney and I uh, subscribe to personally, if you're at home and you just want you want a certain thing, like oh I want a certain ice cream or I want a certain chocolate, if you want it that bad that you're prepared to get in the car, mm-hmm. go to the shop and buy it and have it, go for your life. Yes. Please enjoy that. The thing is if you want it so bad that it overrides the 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 inbuilt human laziness, then giddy up, mate. Go go have a good time with it. The issue is if it's at home and it's within reach, it's so much easier. And I've seen this with myself because this affects me. Mm. If if I was say if I'll, I'll say it to Courtney, I wouldn't mind having X whatever X might be, but it's not the house. How often do you have you seen me, Courtney, get up and leave the house to go and get it? Exactly, I couldn't tell you when. I couldn't tell you when. Yeah, the only time it happens usually is when you and I um, plan to go out together. Yes. For a meal or dessert or something. But how often? Like, when's the last time you and I were like, "Oh, gee, I could really go some gelato," and we get in the car and go and get some? I
1: don't remember.
0: You know why? Couldn't be fucked, mate. Yeah. I'm too lazy. You know, so this is where you can almost um, take the the inbuilt human laziness and make it work for you you just got to understand if it's in the house, you're more likely to to put it away. Yes. Anything else you'd like to add here, wifey?
1: I think that that pretty much covers it.
0: Would you say 100% covered? Nailed it. Nailed it? Well, that's a wrap. That's it. Let's bring this one to a close. Hopefully you got something out of this. If not, blame Courtney.
1: <laughs> Hopefully you just are a bit more conscious now about what you're buying, Mm. about how you're preparing, Mm. about making sure that you're replacing. And every time that you think of something, that you keep those words, rule of proximity, in your mind.
0: Yeah, I I think you've just got to be honest with yourself and just say, you know what, I haven't beaten this in the past. I'm not going to beat this in the future. I have to work with it. Yes. Once you accept that, you can actually make some really big steps forward in your sort of personal development, which obviously then leads to, you know, if you, if you make this your friend, like your body's going to change. Absolutely. It's honestly as simple as that. So we'll, we'll bring this one to a close. So well done, Courtney. High five, High five across the table. Come hang out with Courtney and I in our Facebook group. Um, you'll find us over at facebook.com, funnily enough. <laughs> uh, if you search for the Weight Loss Podcast, there'll be a, a Facebook group there. You'll also find a link for it in your podcast app that you're listening to right now. So come chill with us. Mm. We also have a pretty cool swag shop. Courtney?
1: Yes, theweightlosspodcast.com forward slash shop.
0: Go and get yourself a pair of socks.
1: With our faces on them.
0: What a bargain. Because how
1: can you resist? How
0: good is that? You'll also find a link to that in your podcast app. Uh, Courtney, where's the podcast website at?
1: Theweightlosspodcast.com.
0: Yep, you can find show notes for this and all our other episodes. Again, you'll find a link for that in your podcast app. Courtney?